This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to part two. We are talking sex appeal with ZZ Mills and Dapper Laughs, aka Dan O'Reilly. So, ZZ, are you single or happily attached? I'm single. So, would that does that theory? Do you think work on a date as well? You sit down on a date. You're, going, you're dropping a sloppy Giuseppe on a new guy at the Pizza Express. And if you're laughing, it's, you're more able to sort of communicate parts of your personality. That first date is so important. Isn't it? There'll be a lot of guys listening to this. You sort of, sort of sit down on that first date. And if you're using humour, it can be. I like this theory of Dan, a sort of Trojan horse way to deliver aspects of your personality and things about yourself. Yeah. Listen, I can't stress how much it is just to be yourself. It sounds so corny because if you try and do extra stuff, it never works, in my opinion, or you feel uncomfortable. Someone will find you funny. I might not find you funny, but someone will find you funny. And I have to laugh at least a couple times. I have to go away. And I think I'm quite funny. I've been told I'm actually really mm. funny. Like, I was, like, not the best-looking girl in school. Not that I'm saying I'm gorgeous now. But I wasn't the best-looking girl in school. So I had to really work on my personality. And um, that's how I became, like, one of the boys, like, one of the boy banter type of girls. And I, So I always pride myself of being funny. If someone tells me I'm funny, that's even better for me than someone telling me they think I'm good-looking. I'm like, really? But the thing what you're saying about men finding girls who are funny intimidating they are really insecure men i've mm. never met a guy yeah. that is intimidated by funny women in fact it's a bit like you dan they're more they're more they find it really impressive and anytime i've been like funny around their friends or anything they just think it's brilliant they're like oh my god my friends think you're amazing you've got because you can kind of laugh like, and joke got, yeah you can you, <laughs> yeah because also there's this stigma around us as women that we yeah. don't know how to like joke yeah. around and have fun and you know we're oversensitive and not all of us are like that some of us can actually go toe to toe with you and go against you and your mates and you will be the one looking silly my missus is she's northern she absolutely rips it impressions of me everything she i got one of those yeah she goes she rips the granny out. i've got to be careful yeah. taking the piss out of her because if i it's like there's like a little valve in her head that if i push too far it's about 10, <laughs> 10 15 minutes of life yeah. Yeah. can i can i check dan what what month not what year what month were you born in and you too zizi what months june 
I'm July. Yeah, so I was born August. That is not a coincidence. There's been studies done. My next question was going to be, are you, are you the youngest sibling? If you're not the youngest sibling, the chances are you were born in June, July or August. The reason wow. being, they're the people that tend to be the funniest because they had to. You were the smallest in reception. You were the smallest up until about you were 11 oh. years old. So you were never picked for sports. You were never going to be good at sports because you would have been too small. You probably would have struggled to catch people up. You're fucking 11 months younger than most people in your class when you're eight. Fuck. Oh my up. God, I was the smallest. So we we use our personality. Yeah. Well, you would have been. Right. And see? a lot of premiership footballers, the other way around, they're all born September, October, November. Wow. Because, oh, wow. So sometimes these little accidents can explain why we've had to hone. When you said that's easy about I wasn't the prettiest girl in school, so I had to work on my humour. I thought, yeah, well, I, was, I wasn't the best looking boy, but I worked in teenage terms. I mean, yeah, I wasn't yeah, the most yeah. developed. You know, the last one to get the single pube sprout from my chest when I was about 14. I was like, come on, <laughs> just some more hair somewhere. <laughs> just something, please. It's a fucking acorn here. Give me a break. <laughs> so is it also interesting, uh, something that Dan said earlier, and you're, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, this is a safe space. We're going to come with prejudices to these areas of, about, you know, in your 50s and 60s, you're probably looking for conversation. This goes against everything that the studies tell us. Sorry to break it to you guys, but it seems like we get hornier as we get older. From what we can tell... It, get, it gets worse than this. Oh, no. If single, what you're remembering is older married people who seem like they're dead on the inside. But apparently 50s and 60s people who are single definitely are working on their sex bill. Maybe they are using conversation and art galleries to communicate it, but they're randy fuckers. <laughs> and this is going to put Zizi into clinical depression. No. The decade of a man's life where he is most likely to cheat in a long-term relationship, i.e. very established, is in his 70s. What? Uh, oh that is the most gosh. likely to get on a plane to Phuket and start again. <laughs> Wow, that is meant. I mean, I'm looking forward to an old age. That's all I'm saying. Well, you shouldn't be. That's strife and chaos coming. Why? I thought everything, like, I've been hoping, I've been saying in my head, you know what, I need to find a good, like, 35-year-old. I'm 32, so I was like, I need to find... I thought you were going to say 70-year-old. No, I'm going to find a 35-year-old. Come and here. have a good time because he would have slowed <laughs> yeah. down, not realising that I've got another bit in the 70s to go again. Madness. But that's good. I think that's something that's good because if it's channeled healthily, I mean, the next thing I want to ask you about is like long-term relationship sex appeal. I mean, they think the reason is the two to three years is because back in the wild, back in the day, that's how long you really, really needed the man and woman to be into each other, to have two parents raising an infant. Once an infant gets to three or four years old, if your man back in the day starts straying off and having a few other females on the go, that infant was more likely to survive. So they think that's why it's such a key breakup time in relationships is three or four years in, with or without children, is because you've passed wow. that that chemical, essential, highly evolved tens of thousands of years. Wow. I have to say a lot of, all of this is, I don't, you know, I take the science with a pinch of salt. It could be thrown out in a decade, but it makes sense. So my question to you is, both of you, how do you keep that electric sex appeal going? I mean, me and Lindsay, we're good at it. She daren't even get into bed, into that duvet without a full dressing gown on as she passes me or she will provoke the Neanderthal mating animal. She has to slip <laughs> in, lights off, or I'm, I'm all systems go. We've been married, we've been married, hey. se we've been married seven years. Nice. So we do this in multiple ways. We make time for each other. We, uh, we, 
you know, we don't do, we never had the baby in the bed. Again, controversial. There's three of us in this relationship. There's the daughter and there's the parents and we're equal billing. We don't have a child-centered house. We don't have a parent-centered house. We do things with each of us and we make time for each other. Yeah. We also not overly jealous, allowing us to, to not be too possessive. And that makes you want to get the other person at the end of the night. Things like that. Yeah, I like that. What's your experience with long-term sex appeal, Danny? How long have you been with your, your other half now? Eight years, because I told Shelley that I was coming on and what we were talking about, and she said, well, it's funny you should say that, because it's eight years today since we met. And uh, our whole relationship... And did you forget? Yeah, I, well, yeah, of course, I didn't know, did I? Because it feels like yesterday, that's why. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was <laughs> yesterday. But um, our relationship started, but it was based on pure sex, sex appeal. She was a, She's a glamour page three model. I was just getting into the limelight. I was doing my first UK tour, to, and, and the, the newspapers had sent her backstage to do, like, a topless topless photo shoot with me. So I was like, oh! So initially started like this, you know, and I slipped into a Twitter DM. So I was like, look, I've got a blue tick. What are you saying? And it all sort of went, went from there. But yeah, then we had kids and it slowed down and I worked out that it's very similar, that, like what you were saying. The signals that I get from Shelley, I guess, is when she's not sneaking in to the bed with her dressing gown on, and she's kind of like, oh, the dressing gown's fallen off. Oh, and then you're like, okay, I see what's going on. You know, yeah. it's less romantic. <laughs> or if we do the date nights, if I make the effort to do the date nights, but also I yeah. realised, and this is very important for any men that are listening out there, and it took me a long time to realise this, I'm probably only two or three years into this, the way to turn her on is to make sure that certain things are done around the house like certain things that I would not normally do, <laughs> and that's for real. That's for real. Like if she if she nips if she goes upstairs and comes back down and the washing up is done and the, the kids have been fed and everything, she's like, oh my god! And I'm like, gosh, here we go. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's it. Changes. That's what it is. It's it's like those nice things, those little nice things that see. Dan knows, see? So it's easy. So, okay, so that's that's brilliant. That's how we keep the sex appeal and how we keep a healthy sex life. But I'm talking about, Zizi, from you, I would rather know, what, A, well, I better check you've actually had a long-term relationship. It's entirely possible that you've got not gone past three or four years. Have you have you passed that threshold? No, I haven't actually gone past, I haven't gone past three years, no. So I'm not experienced in this, how to keep it going. No, but you're breaking off at that exact moment I'm talking about. This is not, again, this is not see, a coincidence. Yeah. What do you think we can do? No, I'm not talking about frequency of shagging, which isn't always an indication of sex appeal. Someone can just be doing it to keep the other person sweet. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. that fizz when someone passes you. No makeup. She's just in her trackies and you still think, fuck, I fancy you so much. How can we keep that alive? What tips have you got? See, this is the thing, because... For me personally, for me to kind of want to just be like, oh, yeah, let's go. I want to feel special. I think that's what women want to feel is special. And it's not like it's not necessarily always in a gift. It's like what Dan's saying, like, oh, you know, I'm probably stressed. So you've done the dishes. That lets me know you care about me. That lets me know that you care about how stressed I might be today. It's those little things there that get us thinking, oh, yeah, because... Us having sex is obviously a very intimate thing. It's us giving our bodies away and us kind of just being immersed in the whole activity. So for us to get to that point, we need to feel loved, appreciated, special. And once you feel all of those things, then, you know, we're good to go. <laughs> Boom. But it can't just feel yeah. like... We're just a human, like, um, shag doll, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just... We don't... No-one wants to feel like that. It's just... Just for the for the record, easy. I'm 
quite okay with feeling like a human shag doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, men are. You guys are, but we're not. We wouldn't feel like, oh, there's something. Oh, yeah, something yeah, happening. Yeah. You know? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. <laughs> Something that you said, Dan, I mean, you may have already told, told us, but you know, you've sort of done the washing up. I wonder if there's any unusual things that can add to sex appeal. I'm not talking about kinky things or weird fetish things. You know, everyone's got something in their closet. I'm talking about things people wouldn't necessarily think. We talked about hair, watches, boobs, heels, cars, muscles, money, kindness, all the things that people would expect us to talk about. But for me, if a tidy woman, a tidy. Yeah. It's just attractive. What do you mean? What Her area is tidy or she is tidy. No, no, no. If I, if I, if say you're coming back to mine for dinner and she just took her jacket off and she took the effort just to make sure it was hung neatly yeah. over. Not like, oh, not okay. like, o, not OCD weirdo, but if, if the shoes went in a different direction in the hallway and the mug put like a stain down on my coffee table, I think, mm, that's mm. not terrible. <laughs> and the, and, yeah. and the, and the inverse of that is, I don't know if it's about respect. It's not about like all the bean cans facing the same way, like some nutter. I live in a lived-in house. You can see the room behind me. I'm not over the top. But my unusual sex appeal thing is tidiness. Not not personal tidiness. I don't mind scruffy hair and ripped jeans and all that shit. Just uh, in your living space. I think for me, it's when she sticks up for me. Do you know what I mean? When she stands her ground oh. for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is an unusual one for me. That's, yeah. That's nice for a man to say that because not every man would have the courage to admit that. Obviously, I've had quite a lot of backlash and controversy online. I've, I've had quite a lot of stick from um, from people online, from journalists, from stuff like that. And also, you know, if there's family beef, if, if someone in my family's giving me jip or if someone in her family's giving me jip or whatever, when she stands up for me and she says her piece and, and um, you know, she, when she fights her corner for her man, that it doesn't never emasculates me. It always makes me think, well, it's because she's Northern as well. She is quite scary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I've got that. Yeah, yeah so it's like, that. It, that, that turns me on. That makes me think, yeah. Yeah, that's my girl and that, that gets me going, yeah. I guess that works for me too. I've, I've, I haven't had to complain about a meal or a hotel room for eight years. <laughs> if I cut into a chicken breast and it's slightly raw, 
hands up, excuse me, that's not acceptable. And I could just. <laughs> my missus is like, my missus is like, how is it? Come on, tell me. I'll fucking cut her. I'll cut her. Tell me. I'm like, it's all right. It's fine. We're in McDonald's. I sometimes lie about how good a meal is because I can't bear the kick off. Yeah. Uh, all right, Zizi, yeah. what about you? What's an unusual thing that, uh, that guys might not be expecting that adds to the overall sex appeal? We're not talking about sex as in just wanting to bang. We're talking about sex appeal as in the little bit of electricity that makes someone more appealing. I don't know if it's not an obvious one, but... There's something about when a guy says, have you eaten? It just really makes me really happy. It, ma- it makes me feel like... Sounds, it's just something sounds about ruder it. than it, it, it is, that be, one. It doesn't <laughs> mean... Because, <laughs> I know, but I love it. Because I haven't. It. it doesn't even need to be... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you know. Um, right, OK, like, I like that. Literally, it lets me know that you care. Mm. You know, that you're... And it doesn't mean we're going to go to a really nice restaurant or anything like that. It could literally just be like, oh, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, well, I'm driving past McDonald's drive through Do you want anything? Cool, I'm going to... Do you know, like, it just lets me know that at that moment in time, you thought about me, you thought about... He's not just thinking about himself. Right, yes, you didn't. Nice. So it lets me know. So that's what really, you know, if you say to me, have you eaten? I'm like, oh, how nice. That's so nice of him. That's me couple of little facts now and then we'll just finish off by talking about social media um physical appearance has an impact on our senses duh Uh, a person's physical appearance has a critical impact on their sexual attractiveness this involves the impact one's appearance has on the senses in the beginning of relationship so Mm. what that means is fancying someone actually changes the way you see them it's not that they are objectively that way you start to change the way you see this person your visual Mm. perception changes how they smell as well that's something we've not spoken about yet the the smell of someone the sound of someone two other aspects that people talk about how important is that i know with men being attracted to women it is important isn't it it's easy like if i had everything going on funny kind i had another couple of inches in height i'm six foot i've got everything going on but my voice is just slightly like that could we do it this is the thing in initially it would definitely put me off but the more i talk to you i would probably if i really like you i'd be able to see past Mm. that the smell thing now oh that is like one of my top things i could like leave me with a long lasting smell of you i'm gonna and i think it's nice i'm gonna remember that smell all the time like i could smell somebody once think it's nice fancy them and then whenever i smell that smell again it just makes me want to see them so Guys, that is one probably one of the best things you need to do. Invest in a good yeah. smell. <laughs> like a signature smell. Like invest in a yeah, signature smell. Yeah, that's what I do. Smell. I don't I don't fly about through the aftershaves. I've got one that I wear. So if I pop part, if, if an ex walks past me, she's going to be like, fuck, I want you back. That's the way. <laughs> she's like, that's fucking, yeah. that's Aramis. I recognise it anyway. Yeah, like Cool Waters, <laughs> Dividoff. That's what it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking David Doff. I am David Doff. This is a weird one. I mean, we don't like to think of ourselves as part of the ape family, but we are. Um, In a menstrual cycle, women exhibit different behaviours to attract a male. Now, this I find this uncomfortable that we can be controlled by the lunar cycle, like we're some sort of animals in the wild, but we we forget we are animals. Uh, In evolutionary terms, female humans exhibit different sexual behaviours and desires at points in their menstrual cycle as a means to ensure that they attract a high-quality mate whilst they are most fertile. Hormone levels also throughout the menstrual cycle affect a woman's overt behaviours, influencing the way a woman presents herself to others. 
during the stages of a menstrual cycle. That can't be comfortable listening, Zizi, to know that just because it's day 23, you might like present your bum over the bar at Weatherspoons or something. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's like, I think it, it, amongst women, it's a well-known fact that during that time, yeah, you do, you are more turned mm. on, you are more horny. So we know it and it's just so frustrating because you're just like, well, why? What is the point of this? So... Yeah, we we know we know that. I know that this is true from the tank that Shelley says occasionally, like, and she's like, "Careful, be careful." I'm ovulating, and I'm like, "How can you be ovulating every time we have sex?" And we have sex like once a month, so I'm like, "So we're only having sex when you're fucking <laughs> ovulating." So I knew that there was something there, but that, I, that that seems like natural science, doesn't it? It's the same. I know, but but what I mean is, we so live in our heads. We think we're so 2022, like post physical intellectual creatures, and yet. A little bit of hormone means you're more likely to dance around the dick tree because of a bit of hormone. That to me blows my mind. Whereas men are ovulating 24 7, aren't we? Yes, yeah. Basically. Obovulating, yes, mate. (laughs) Uh, Last question social media. Has it changed the very nature of sex appeal itself? If we live in a world where very few of us have the courage to post a picture online which looks like how we actually fucking look, are we creating a gap between our mental reality and how we put ourselves across and then what's going to happen? Sooner or later, I don't care how into technology you are, how much you use Tinder or Hinge or whatever, your grinder, whatever you're on. Sooner or later, you're going to have to meet someone for a drink unless you want to fuck a virtual reality glove, right? If you live in a fake-ass filtered world, it's a time that's never happened before, a fake-ass filters it's not just the person you're pretending to you've been pretending to yourself yeah dribbling over your own fake ass grid yeah we've got a gap there like when <laughs> we, we've got a gap there like when someone's we're back to the beginning of the conversations easy aren't we like when the, when someone's using a credit card to pretend to have a car they can't afford well am i using exactly, filters yeah. to pretend i don't look like a cross between david swimmer and nick grimshaw yeah. it's a problem isn't yeah. it yeah it's easy. What has social media done for sexual attraction? Yeah, it's all... In a way, I feel more, I should say, sorry for men, quote-unquote, because I think you guys are going to have a tougher time because I see women on social media that don't even... I I know them in real life or I've seen them in real life and it doesn't... You don't look the same. Nothing looks the same. Down to the body, it's not. nothing is the same. So I think you guys have a tougher time with it. So like, and it kind of goes back though. It goes back to the conversation at the beginning because women are modifying ourselves, editing ourselves because we know men are attracted to the physical appearance. So we are now altering our body and our face to what we think, you know, is more appealing to what attracts men, right? And then men are in turn on social media editing how much money they make like how they got their car because they know that's what attracts women so everyone is just doing whatever they think attracts the opposite sex or whoever they like and that's why we're in this mess now but yeah I mean it's wild even me when I use some of the filters I've had to tell myself okay you don't use the filter today because you start seeing yourself and thinking oh I wish I looked like this I wish my nose was a little better I look better like this and then you have it's weird because you have more people commenting on the really overly edited picture than they would on your natural mm, face, then that mind that fucks you as well. Because yeah. you're like, you're like, oh my God, everyone thinks I look really nice here, but when I put up mm-hmm. my normal face, I've got less 
and everyone knows that this is a this is a filter. So you're just thinking, what the fuck's going on now? So it's all a mess. And that's how we end up with eating disorders and doing too much surgery because the only way right, to exactly, reconcile that yeah. gap is to take drastic measures. Then what about you? I mean, I, I actually use an ugly filter just to try and control the amount of DM action I get. Um, but <laughs> no, but Dan, seriously, seriously, I mean, men do. Zizi's covered most of them, but I think there's something else blokes do. We pretend to be more kind and funny mm. on our social media. Look what a funny, kind, yeah. gentle, caring, stable guy I am. I know I would never punch the plaster in the wall because I can't find my van keys. That's not me. I think, yeah, you're right. And I think, like, you know, jumping on what people think are popular trends or, you know, I'm doing this for charity or I'm doing that or this for mental health and stuff like that. Personally, myself... Virtue signaling, yeah, virtue yeah, signaling. Yeah. Personally, myself, I'm not guilty of one, but I'm definitely guilty of the other. I mean, for me, I, I know my demographic. Most of, most of the people that follow me are like late thirties, early forties, sort of slightly balding, overweight, beer drinking, curry eaters. So I'm shirts off all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. But on the other side of that, I know that I flaunt my wealth as well because I'm terribly insecure about losing losing everything that I'd lost before. So I flaunt my wealth, and I've got a new car. I put it on and I show off like that, and that in itself is a sickness. I know I'm not doing that for them. I'm doing that for, for me to look at the reaction. But coming back to what you're saying on with ladies, I think there's another aspect to look at as well. Sometimes when you look at a picture of not a famous person, but just a normal lady and she's done herself all up and she's got lots of likes and lots of men in the comments, sometimes that can turn men off as well because you're like, look at all the men that are attracted to her. Look at all the attention she's getting. And that can be quite... Um, Make you feel quite. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, make you feel quite insecure. You're like, oh, well, I'm I'm not going to talk to women like that because look how many men they got after them. They'll never be interested in me. So it's a weird one. Last question to you, Lindsay. Does that happen in reverse then? Because I've noticed that the more comments from girls under a guy's picture, the more girls are interested in that guy. It seems to work in reverse. Well, yeah, because it's weird because there's always these always these conversations as well online about quote-unquote high-value men and uh, like top-tier men which are you know men that make a lot of money or they've got a lot of wealth or notoriety and um, there's all this conversation of those type of men loads of women are going to want those men because I think there's still quite a few women out there that enjoy the idea of that prince you know coming to save you and making your life maybe a little bit better and giving you luxury and giving you that where you don't have to work and you can just have do really nice things so those type of men seem like the prize even though they're fucking not the prize but um they seem <laughs> like the prize and in life everyone wants the prize no matter how much you we're all competitive we all kind of want the best thing in life we're programmed that we're programmed with that with everything in life should it be a new watch the new car the new phone you always want to upgrade you always want the best so that just happens with people in my opinion you always want the best man that you possibly could get so the one that you see that all the women want you get that one, you feel like, oh, I was worthy or I was the one that was chosen. It's all fucked and people think yeah. it's, it's such a weird thing because you see it happening so much and you're like... That's why we're like the secret weapons, because we're funny. There's not a lot of, like, attention, but the girl, you know, they, they <laughs> slip round the back door, that's why. So, yeah. <laughs> right, we're out of time. Thank you so much uh, to Zizi Mills and Dapper Laughs. If you've come here because you're fans of either of these two, highly likely, and you've never heard of Man Baggage before, possible, let's face it, please hang around. Hit subscribe, 
leave a review, get involved, come and comment on Twitter if I've annoyed you, let me know. It's a conversation, these things. Um, hopefully I've not triggered anyone or done too many stereotypes or generalizations. There's no other way of having these conversations provocatively if we can't. We are out of time. Thank you so much, uh, you two, for coming along. I've got to go now as I've got a meeting with my private banker and I've got a torso of the week shoot around the corner. Park the Lamborghini there, fuck's sake. I've got to go. I'll see you later. Lovely to meet you, ZZ. Thanks, Russell. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.